When everyone is on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Ich war seit Wochen auf diesen Tag und tanz vor Freude über den Asphalt. Als wär's ein Rhythmus, als gäb's ein Lied, das mich immer weiter durch die Straßen zieht. Komm dir entgegen. Hallo und willkommen zu Gegenpressing. I'm Manu Feit. She is Matt Ford, not Stefan Bienkowski, because Matt, Stefan isn't with us today. Um, he has better things to do. Um, having said that, I think he's just skipping on us because we're going to talk about a lot of numbers. We're going to talk investor deals. We're going to talk percentages. We're going to talk fan reactions. So um, the kind of nerdy stuff that the two of us like to talk, debate about. Um, so I suspect Stefan just kind of skip this one out but how are you doing i'm good thanks <laughs> but this is, is, is i imagine this was like when stefan was at school and he saw in his timetable he had double maths and double politics and thought <laughs> oh no that uh, that that cough i've got is probably a reason to stay away it's like he's drawing the extra line on the covert test just to stay home exactly um, that's what kids do these days now right yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wouldn't know, but I also wouldn't want to accuse Stefan of anything. So I'm sure he's a I'm sure, I'm sure he has good reasons. But yeah, let, um, let's let's get into it. Let's do it. He's he's, he's going to complain to us afterwards that we threw him under the bus, yeah. uh, which Stephen. is obvious. No, Stefan actually has a really serious reason why he can't be here. So um, yes, we're we're happy to jump in. Uh, why are we here, Matt? We are here to um, discuss a potential investor deal, and I think that term potential is very important here because. The vote um, that went through yesterday, uh, 24 teams voting for it, 10 teams against it, uh, two withhold. We're going to talk about that in more detail. Basically, just gives the Deutsche Fußball League, the governing body of the, the 36 Bundesliga clubs, first and second division, the right to negotiate with an investor here, right? Um, and I think that is really important to start with. There is no investor deal agreed with yet. There's certain companies that are interested in investing in the Bundesliga, but this is essentially just the, the door opener, I guess is the best way to say it. Um, Matt, what are the precise figures involved here? Like what's what's really going on here? Why is this investor deal so important for the league? Yeah, you know, it's just, I think to start simply, I think you've done the right thing to point out that what's been decided on, um, on Monday was uh, a vote, a, a two-thirds majority 
that was required. So 24 out of 36 Bundesliga and Bundesliga 2 clubs, uh, they voted to hand a mandate to the new executive board of the DFL. So um, that's, uh, yeah, two two fellows by the names of Stefan Merkel and Mark Lentz, uh, yeah, having, I suppose, won this vote. Uh, achieves that majority they now have a mandate to enter into negotiations with yeah uh, a series of um I think four potential investors from the private equity sector um yeah and with whom they would like to agree an investment deal um which yeah i'll go through it now should i which uh mm-hmm. poten- yep. potentially or well, ideally for the dfl um will look something like this um they intend to yeah to establish a new subsidiary media rights company um which will manage the future sales of the bundesliga's international tv rights and manage the revenues from those tv rights mm-hmm. um there's and, some other things in there as well Matt, right there's some yeah. licensing and some commercial stuff in there but it is mostly the tv rights Exactly. So we'll have this, yeah, this subsidiary, and the potential investor will um, have a minority stake in this subsidiary, where which will give them the right to eight percent of the future revenues made by this subsidiary. So those revenues will ideally come from um, coming from the increased value of the TV rights deals, the international TV rights deals, which the Bundesliga is able to sell. Now, I suppose the question then is. How the DFL, or how does the DFL intend to increase the value of those rights from what they are now? And that is where the investor will come in. The idea is that the investor will provide a effectively immediate, so perhaps over the next couple of years, but effective for all intents and purposes, immediate capital injection of up to a billion euros. I mean, there are various models available. I think you said before, Manu, six hundred up to a billion, but it's it's in that in that ballpark. Let's call it a billion. I think for I think that's the dream figure, right? A billion. That's their, dream that's figure. their ideal figure, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, which would be an inve- an immediate investment into the into the Bundesliga. Now, where exactly will it go? Um, it's not going to go uh, directly to the into the club's pockets for them to um, for them to go and buy uh, um, Kylian Mbappe. Um, <laughs> and then that is actually it's a key difference to the deal which originally failed in May, but we'll get onto that, got that later. Um, yeah, of that billion euros, 600 million is the key figure here. Then 600 will go into what the DFL says is digitalization and international marketing. And um, just for a quick breakdown of that, what we've um, what we've gleaned from German press reports, 164 million euros to go into the creation of a new digital video content platform, uh, potentially where content can be directly sold to, to, to fans digitally. Uh, 183 million euros into overseas marketing measures. So that's things like you know supporting or helping to finance the club's pre-season tours, summer tours, marketing tours, opening up new offices abroad. I think the DFL, correct me if I'm wrong, Manu, the DFL already has offices in is it is, is it Singapore and New York, uh, new and and New York or one or the other? Yeah, both, both. Uh, so yeah, they'll be hoping for you know, to open up new offices, basically to bring them closer to international rights holders. I suppose, I suppose. 126 million euros to go into uh, domestic, um, yeah, media measures. I suppose one of which is they 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 claim combating uh, combating piracy, 
um, and must hold my own hand up here. Uh, that's probably aimed at me uh, accessing um, illegal highlights packages. <laughs> I have some thoughts on that, Matt, but yeah. we can talk about that later. Yeah, go into that. You know, I, I, I'm not sure the league is actually helping themselves by limiting the spread of pirated videos on platforms like Twitter. I think I tend to agree, but we, we will get onto that. I think I do tend to agree because um, I think ultimately if you can access the content quicker, it probably benefits everyone, but I, um, we'll get onto that later. Um, yeah, th- th- there's also uh, slightly vaguer suggestions to go into you know media development, such as you know, more int- uh, intimate video content, potentially from dressing rooms or from team buses or immediate pre-kickoff or pre-set piece interview, perhaps even as far as... Um, in-game drone footage, GoPros, that that sort of thing. As far as I know, nothing is set in stone, but I think it's fair to say that's the sort of thing that they're that they're looking at. And then, yeah, other various developments in virtual Bundesliga slash esports and other various bits and bobs. Now, as I said at the start, that's only six hundred million of the proposed one billion investment. What's happened to that other three to four hundred million? Um, that is initially going to be set aside to compensate the initial four years of 8% revenue payments to the investor. So for the first four years, according to the plan uh, of, yeah, of these 8% investment uh, siphons off to the, off to the private equity investor, uh, that's obviously going to cost the clubs money. Uh, so this, this initial 300 million euros investment will go to compensate that at least for the four, first four years until ideally hopefully through all these measures which i've just gone through the value of those international tv rights increases uh increasing revenues and profits for all concerned so it sounds perfect doesn't it about it i mean it sounds perfect um i guess it doesn't sound as good as the deal they could have gotten in may <laughs> Indeed, indeed. <laughs> uh, because I have the numbers in front of me for the May deal was right. And League hoped to get forty percent of the used forty percent of the generated revenue for digitalization, forty five percent to improve infrastructure, and then the remaining fifteen percent would have been free to use by individual clubs. Um, and we I think that was talking... I think that was a key difference, wasn't it? Because yeah. there were fears from particularly some of the yeah. smaller clubs that yeah. uh, you know a, a, if a portion of that invested money is given to clubs. And not ring fenced purely for digitalization or for streaming platforms or international marketing, but it will go into yeah other areas of the clubs, which they yeah, yeah. would argue would simply have increased the gulf between the biggest and the smallest even more. Yeah, I I think so. Although you know now it's earmarked to pay the investor back, so I don't know if that's any better. But <laughs> yeah, so, true. Um, you know, I think it would have been better if the clubs would have gotten that money. I mean. That really that really raises the, the question to me, right? Um, we already kind of mentioned what does the DFL want from this. Um, the 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 real the real goal here is really to grow the league abroad, isn't it? Um, and you know, I have spent quite a bit of time with Bundesliga clubs abroad, mostly in the United States. Um, you know, with Dortmund, Kaiserslautern, Bayern, Stuttgart, Köln. I've I've traveled with them through the United States and. All of them have pointed out how important it is to be consistently in markets like that. And I'm not just saying the United States, Asia is just as important, right? Um, and the, the, that they need to increase the frequency of doing it and that ultimately these 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 trips cost them more money than they make yeah, in the yeah. short term, right? So um, 
they hope that this essentially pays for it, right? That mm -hmm. they have money available to have these marketing tours that then hopefully lead to greater expo exposure abroad and then also, you know, to... Um, well, basically get, to increase the right to increase the value of those international TV rights yeah, that they sell. Well, or, yeah, well, basically just getting people in America yeah. or Asia to know that there's actually another league than the Premier League, right? Yeah. And and I yeah. think this is the other aspect that is really important here. Um, we have now live in a world where the Bundesliga doesn't want to close the gap to the Premier League. They're simply trying to thread water and stay where they are uh, in relation to the, to the gap, right? And I think... Um, but when you talk to the people at the DFL, they're they're very keen in pointing this out. This isn't about closing the gap. This is essentially just ensuring that the Bundesliga remains number two behind the Premier League, stay ahead of La Liga, stay ahead of Serie A, um, stay ahead of League. Uh, and those three leagues, Matt, all had, um, I guess the best word is really to call it the call it a defeat when it comes to the negotiations with television rights, right, with their respective partners. Yeah, um, they've, all they've, 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 all, they've all had various domestic issues. Yeah. Um, I think one area where I definitely I definitely do like, have like objective sympathy with the DFL in this is this desire to increase the value of those international rights because they are going to, well, whether it's closing the gap or treading water, it depends who you ask. Um, if, they, if there is room for improvement, it is on the value of those international TV rights. If just do a quick comparison, I know that there was the, um, the the new Premier League TV deal that's actually just been announced it is actually a bit higher, but I don't have the complete figures in front of me, so I'm going to stick with the the previous one. Uh, I think that the, the comparison still holds up. The previous international TV rights deal for the Premier League's broadcasting rights uh, outside the UK uh, was worth 6.3 billion euros over three years. Now the comparable German uh, Bundesliga international TV rights deal was only worth, or is only worth, uh, 683 million uh, euros over four years. And that works out. So, so, it's, it's, so, so you're talking, yeah. You not, mean not, that's, that's a foreign deal, right? Yeah, yeah, the international foreign TV rights. The domestic one is a different issue. This, the, we're not talking about the domestic issue, uh, the domestic TV rights. That's completely different. We're talking about the international TV rights. So yeah, compare 683 million euros for Germany over uh, four years to 6.3 billion euros uh, for the Premier League over three years. So that's, uh, and you can you can see, can't you, that that's where they see um, potential for growth. And yeah, I think that's, I, th I think you can understand that desire. You have to, what you have to point out though, and this is something that gets often overlooked, that the Bundesliga generates more in commercial deals than the Premier League does. You know, um, and that is something that is, gets often overlooked. You know, someone like Freiburg will get more on sponsorship deals than the, the Premier League equivalent, name one. Um, but the television is so high for, for Premier League teams that yeah, that kind of gets lost in the conversation, doesn't it? Um, and of course, I think when you look at that figure that you just mentioned, the 600 million uh, euros for international TV rights, you, you, you can, okay, glass half full, that's the second best worldwide. Um, glass half empty, it's 10% of what the Premier League gets. Yeah. Yeah. Right. If you break it down, it works out at 100. If you, it works, it's actually incredible. It works out to 170 million euros per year. But of course, you have to divide that by 36 clubs. Now, of course, they all get different, they all get different amounts depending on the formula. Uh, but it's an average of 4.75 million euros per year per club. 
Now, in, yeah, as we all know, in the modern football, that's an absolute drop in the ocean. So, in other words, there is a lot of room to grow, and this is supposed to help. Absolutely. And, you know, yeah. and I think there is a really strong argument for that, um, that you do need that help to grow um, abroad. I think that if you are in, you know, some of the company, when you look at some of the companies um, that are potentially interested, right, um, have the list in front of me. So these were big, big, big investment companies like Advent, Blackstone, CVC, and EQ2T. Those are the four, four interested companies in uh, in a potential deal. I think they come with a level of know-how that the Bundesliga, um, you know, these are multi-billion corporations and they have media investments all over the world and they come with a level, level of know-how. I think that the DFL, despite its... And I think they are actually right in this. It's despite the fact that they are uh, very advanced in the te in the television product, they just simply don't have that sort of network to tap into, right? So I do think that is something that the DFL um, has a chance to generate more money off. And you know, Matt, the other thing is here too: the eight percent, the investor only gets that money back if they if the investor actually makes the money for the Bundesliga in the first place, doesn't it? Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.